0: Yo, this is Greg Capullo, man, and you're listening to Elegant Weapon. And you know who the biggest Elegant Weapon is? Well, I can't tell you where it's located, but it's uh, got something to do with me. An Elegant
1: Weapon is brought to you by Nemesis Studios. What are y'all doing in here? We're smoking reefer, and you don't want no part of this shit.
0: An Elegant Weapon, but a more civilized age.
2: Cherry dye Pepsi. And uh, I got my blackjack gum here. I got that feeling. Damn, mm. yeah, that familiar feeling. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to An Elegant Weapon, episode 146. Oh, 46, what's my number? what's my number now? Right now, somebody else has that number. 46. What's my number? What's my number now? My name is Jay, the Jedi Ross. Please excuse me while I light my spliff. I don't have my lighter. My lighter's gone. I got my spliff in my hand. And my lighter's gone. That's alright. To be honest, it's just a roach anyways. I would pretty much smoked the whole thing already and uh yeah happy belated 420 everyone the el jaquez is in the house
0: what's happening everybody
2: Mm -hmm. how was your 420 my friend
0: i stood behind a counter slinging weed all day right
2: on (laughs) my 420 uh consisted of me miraculously getting the day off because of the rain the weather was horrible and uh I don't really tend to do my chosen profession in horrible weather due to it being outside. But uh yeah, so I sat around on my couch and I smoked weed, a lot of weed. I watched some
0: cartoons and shit. <laughs> it
2: was a, it was an excellent four twenty.
0: I uh I didn't get to celebrate uh much. I had to wait like got home.
2: But was working? Was there an extra buzz in the store that day? You know, were people all happy for twenty when they were leaving or coming in or anything?
0: The customers, yes. Cool. Uh, the people that are currently running the shop, not so much.
2: <laughs> well, you were. I'm sure you were festive. Yes.
0: Oh yes, I actually was criticized for not wearing green, and I was like, I didn't know that was a thing.
2: Yeah, that's doesn't St. Patty's already kind of own yeah, that. I was like
0: i'm irish what do you <laughs> i already got a thing for that i don't even learn green oh and weed
2: stuff is the worst man like i'm i'm not a big fan of like the whole you know like the dr zeus hat dr Seuss hats cat in the hat hats and then they oh. make the irish versions of them right, right. and like like the wheat like the crown of weed leaves like a crown of thorn but weed leaf like head crown you know what i mean mm-hmm. i can't stand that shit
0: uh, those are those are amateurs
2: yeah i'm not like i'm not a big fan of things like the marches and stuff you know like i don't mean i'm not against them happening i think it's great that they happen and just uh, you know and i'd be proud to attend to lend my said support but it's not like a scene that i think i'd be super comfy in do you know what i mean
0: totally and uh, the way the rules are how they work out here it's very the fact that people were actually getting high at the uh, cannabis cup was shocking because of how, how all the rules were set up. There were so many people doing it, you know, they can't. They are just like, all right, well, we're not going to Well, stop. what are you
2: going to do? I know they used to have like a specific smoking garden type thing, right? Like yeah, a beer and then garden, they had but... like
0: a consumption area, as they called
2: it. <laughs> really? But yeah. <laughs> consumption
0: corner? This, <off>. <laughs> this is weird, is that if you, if you held a state license to be a store, a company, et cetera, et cetera, you could not pass out samples, but if you were an out-of-state um, uh, manufacturer of some kind or you were in-state and you were just fucking a little startup or something, didn't even have a license, you could pass out samples and get people high all day. What? <laughs> I had some friends. They went They they to went two ounces of hash, giving people dabs all weekend.
2: That's uh that's a good way to get things across, you know. Mm-hmm. But not like you you know you get your clientele all all hopped up. They're not going to remember who probably who the hell got them stoned just, in the well,
0: first place. They're really just there to get high. You know, I mean, <laughs> while they're waiting at the booth to get high, you sell them a T-shirt, a hat, or something. Yeah. yeah. You know, and
2: where do they where... hold that?
0: Uh, downtownish.
2: Is it like in an actual like convention center?
0: Sort of, kind of, yeah.
2: Sort of, kind of. Yeah.
0: yeah, they call it the Denver Mart. So it's kind of, they, they have like, you know, the bootleg shows are there. Okay. You know, the, the stolen merchandise show.
2: Is, <laughs> is it like a flea market warehouse type thing?
0: Uh, yeah, like they have, like, I think that's where they do part of the stock show. Right on. Which, stock show. Yeah, we there's once a year, there's like a huge crowd of, of steers and cows and. <laughs> Oh, you mean livestock? Livestock. I yeah. thought you meant stock car. <laughs> oh no, livestock, and they like—I yeah, don't know what they do. I—I I got sent to it once. I was working for an electronics store, and they sent us. To, to
2: well <laughs> You were working for an electronics store that sent you to the livestock show? Stock show, yeah. Okay.
0: It was very awkward. What? Like trying to sell video games to cowboys, they were just like, "What the hell is it's a that? PlayStation?"
2: <laughs> oh, that's brilliant! That's just fantastic. And where is Denver Comic
0: Con held? Uh, at the uh, Denver, Colorado Convention Center. Which Colorado is a, Convention Center. like a month away. I'm so excited. Yeah, it was a month. Well, I was talking to Francis the other day, and it was the 21st, so that was what yesterday. Yes. And uh, it was one month of the day that he'll be there, be here. Because he's coming a bit early. <laughs> yeah, one day early. Uh, the, like you may arrive on Friday. I probably will
2: arrive on Friday. Um, depending on – my, I officially will pop the button on my ticket this coming Friday. Nice. And, uh, you know, there's a few options. But it will probably an early morning Friday thing. But the cool thing is here, it's a it's a three what, like a three and a half hour journey and it's a what, two hour time difference? hmm So I leave here at eight and I get there at nine, even though it's a three and a half hour flight. So there's nothing wrong with that at all.
0: <laughs> right, except your mind will just be all jacked up the next day.
2: I will be flying through the time stream. It will be excellent. Alright, we can't ignore the elephant in the room any longer. Where who Star Wars The oh. Force Awakens official uh, no. trailer. Yes, that elephant, that Bantha, we should say. Mm. Mm. Um yeah. Uh, yeah. uh what do you say, <laughs> you know? I I don't want to sit here and play by play review it because I've heard and seen that done about 300,000 times already. Uh it was qu- it, well I'll just give you my feelings on it though and it was it was moving. It was exciting. It was exhilarating.
0: <laughs> you saw it, of course. Oh yeah, quite a few times. How'd
2: you feel about it?
0: Um, more excited than I was about the first trailer.
2: Yeah, me too. And
0: I'm glad that I saw what I saw on my two trailer limit.
2: Two trailer limit. You have a two trailer limit per movie.
0: Yes. So okay. I'm done with Star Wars trailers.
2: Oh, that's such a shame. You know there's going to be one more that comes. It's going oh, to be I know. crazy.
0: We probably two more. But
2: I can't believe we only have to wait till this Christmas. It's not that far away actually.
0: And that's that's and that's why I don't want to see any more just because I want it. I was born in 77 when the first one came out. Of course. My parents took me to Jedi. Yeah. But I'm too young to appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then the prequels, I only got to see uh, the first one and the third one in the theater. Oh, really? Okay. This one, it's it's brand new to everybody. Well, so was the last one, I guess, last trilogy. But I, I want that excitement of say somebody that was in '77. Well, dude, this is gonna bridge you, you, the gap. You understand what I'm saying I want that. I want that childhood excitement. To just...
2: I yeah, I hear you completely, and uh, I'm excited that it's gonna bridge the gap also between the kids who grew up on, with the prequels. You know what I mean? As much as people complain about them and cannot like them or whatever, that's a lot of kids Star Wars. You know? Mm-hmm. So I mean, what when Phantom Menace '99? So what are we talking? Uh, 16 years so there's a bunch of 16 year old kids who were born the year that Phantom Menace came out you know that's that's bonkers balls but I liked it this does have a mix of things but it's also bringing back the mysticality I love the scene of course where Luke is sitting beside the fire and he puts his hand on R2 and the scene of that vleya getting handed the lightsaber it's just
0: with the dangerous end first
2: so beautifully shot but it's always the most dangerous end first there's no other way to hand over a lightsaber right or as tends to seem to be the tradition <laughs> <laughs> but uh yeah man I'm, I'm pretty stoked about it it was it was it was trailer insanity I mean, the day after that, they leaked out the Batman versus Superman trailer in a crappy version, and then they were like, "Fuck it," and just put out the good one. So, how did how the how the hell is a person's brain supposed to handle getting those two trailers in one day?
0: All that geekdom in, in one one weekend.
2: I couldn't even I couldn't even put the pathways together in my brain, man. It was just too much to goddamn well handle
0: i mean like in comparison I, I thought that the superman batman was a little weak in comparison but well, i'm a bigger star wars fan
2: it's so up. different though right like, it's a
0: completely different kind of thing at the same time yeah it's and radically think, different you know i i don't know all the, the lore of of superman i just know at some point batman and superman have a collision and then become friends
2: yes and it's I'm, as excited. As that. I'm
0: excited for the collision,
2: dude. Josh Whedon himself, I was watching an interview after directing the Avengers, said how pumped he is that Batman is going to fight Superman. Like, who in the world can't be pumped for that? It's going to be amazing, you know. It's uh, I don't know, man. For those two things to come out in one day, you know. And then I saw, I was surprised how excited I got at seeing Han and Chewie, because I didn't. I'm not a huge Han guy like most. Like Han and Chewie aren't Star Wars to me, Jedi's and lightsabers are set, are, are Star Wars to me. Mm-hmm. You know that's just my cup of tea. But I I was really taken aback at how excited I actually got when I saw it and I heard it and I was like, oh oh, oh Chewy, we're home. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite thrilling, man, and and it was uh, it really had the feel of Jedi, like the Yoda scenes. You know, around the fire and the talks between him and Luke, and it just had this this fairy tale feeling again, you know? Like,
0: I'm excited. It's going to yeah, be. I'm, I'm very excited. I, I was just at a, uh, a comic book show this weekend, and a guy had constructed one of the new Stormtrooper helmets.
2: Nice. This was Fantasticon?
0: No, uh, it's called Starfest.
2: Oh, so, yeah, that was Star. This is like your. Favorite one of the year out there that you've. Favorite one of the to.
0: year, and I did, didn't actually get to attend much of it because work ignored my request for the time off. <laughs> I mean, I can see why, being it's probably the biggest sales weekend of yeah, the year well, industry, but damn.
2: Yeah, you got to deal with that now, man. You got to deal with it. Four twenty screwed for you from now on. <laughs> uh. But uh, yeah, man, the the, uh, the stormtroopers look cool, and there's a new logo for the Empire. Yeah, I, and then that, then it occurred to me, and this one article made me realize it too. That they're probably not called the Empire. Did, did they call themselves the Empire?
0: Yeah, they're probably the Rebel Empire. The Rebel Empire.
2: It depends how big they still are and what how much of a hold in the in the EU they were called the Imperial Remnant and right i think it'd be super super duper cool if uh they actually that was one of the things they picked out of the eu because i think there's going to be one or two little things that they probably take away from that that i have a feeling will be in there and i you know that'd be cool if it was one of them they actually call themselves the imperial remnant
0: and i think you know since the the guy that plays the the emperor the emperor is actually still alive i can actually see them doing the uh Like the the Emperor clones.
2: They won't do that.
0: No, you don't think? No,
2: no, they won't do that. This is going to be a whole other thing, man. I mean, I think our biggest question is going to be, who the hell is Kylo Ren?
0: Which which guy is that?
2: The bad guy with the cross saber and the mask. We don't know who that guy is. I think black dude? Uh, That's Finn. And he's just some dude. I don't think he's going to have a connection to anything. Odds are that Ray. The girl is uh, and Leia's daughter Still we don't know though
0: Because it looks like What's her face, Natalie Portman
2: Well oh. it just lends a lot more credence Because like when Luke did the re-record of that voiceover A lot right. of people are A freaking out Because he says uh, "My fa- He says I have it, my father has it But he says has it So people are like is Vader alive I don't know and That may have just been something that people are reading too much into I think And then he says, my sister has it, and he says, I have it. Uh, It's strong in my family, and you have that power too. And he totally makes it sound, and you assume that it's another family member. So, you know, maybe it ends up being Luke's kid. I don't know. It's got to be something crazy to compete with the I am your father moment,
0: right? I'm sure. It's going to be something like that, yeah.
2: I don't even think figuring out who Kylo Ren is, even though that will be cool, I don't think that's going to be the I am your father moment but we'll see. You know, I really have no idea what I'm talking about now after seeing that whole trailer, man. Luke's in white. I didn't expect it to see that. turns out that, that
0: they, what was that? The the Tim, Timothy Zahn where they had the uh, the Luke with two U's. That's yes, the, the clone, guy. yeah. Yeah, that's who the bad guy is. With the cross saber. That's yeah. why he has the cross saber so he doesn't lose his fucking hand again.
2: You're stuck on this clone thing,
0: huh? I'm just throwing it out there. Right,
2: right. <laughs> um, a, a plethora of trailers, though, man. I mean... Uh,
0: what else came out? Well, besides? it was Star Wars
2: Celebration, of course, right? Right, right. Which is very, very exciting. And uh, that's, I think, my, my new goal and destination, man. Uh, you know, I think I uh, may put the bigger Comic-Cons aside for a year just to try and get for one year go to Celebration, wherever it may be, you know. If I'm lucky enough, maybe it'll be held closer to the East Coast, but we'll see what happens. But so much cool shit, man. I mean, you know, it's like a giant Star Wars con. It's insane. There's so many videos and panels and... And Q&As and interviews and fan stuff. It's just the internet was just flooded with it over the past did few days. Did you
0: see the BB-8 video?
2: I did, where they brought him on stage and he, yeah. re- he really
0: works. <laughs> Wait, we'll see when they showed that first trailer. Uh, soon after that, somewhere on the Twitters, I believe, uh, somebody said, if you think that rolling ball thing is CGI, it's not. It's, it's a real prop.
2: Yeah, yeah. And
0: did then... You- months, yeah. months later, you keep hearing more and more stuff that it's real, and then yeah, you get to see it on stage. That was rad.
2: Yeah, that was super cool, man. It's uh, magnets and all that kind of crazy force mm. shit. So, and they're going to make a toy of it, which is super cool. Imagine owning one of those, and it works with your iPhone. They're going to make a toy that's controlled by your iPhone, so mm. you can have it whizzing and wheeling around. <laughs> uh, that's, that's pretty fucking cool, man. But yeah, so also in that weekend was released a trailer for uh, Star Wars Rebels
0: season two, which I involves haven't finished the first season. You haven't? No, because I, I lost my uh, ability to watch uh, Disney Channel.
2: Oh, that's a shame. You need to get on it because it's fantastic, and uh, I'm excited as uh, season two looks like it's gonna involve a lot of Darth Vader, tens of Darth Vader, so. That's always fun to see. A little bit more of a Sokatano. She'll probably only appear in like an episode or two, I'm sure. But it looks like things get pretty heavy, man. Hey, a little interesting tidbit I heard through the celebration too is that Wedge Antilles, or the actor who plays him, I think it was Ray Lawson, uh, Ewan McGregor's uncle, the only, uh, you know, one mm-hmm. of the few guys to actually make it through all three movies, Captain Wedge Antilles of the Rogue Squadron he was offered to be in the new movies and turned it down. And was like, nah, not interested. Hmm. Everybody's like, uh, okay. But we could have had Wedge Antilles in there. Pretty fucking rad that would have been, I think. Well,
0: that that could have been pretty cool.
2: So we you know, we had that trailer. We had uh, other trailers. There was other trailers. I knew I would forget which trailers. Uh, a second Fantastic Four trailer. Did you see that?
0: I haven't even seen the first one.
2: Oh, okay. Well, the second one makes the first one look stupid, and the second one actually makes it look like a much cooler movie. So uh, I'm actually a little more excited to see the Fantastic Four now that I've seen things a little more clearly. There's a lot more in the second trailer. You know, you even get to see, like, the Baxter building properly. It's done kind of art deco, retro, and it's kind of neat, you know? Hmm. So, that looks more like fun. Oh, there was other big trailers, and I knew I should have wrote them down. I never write shit down. Well, occasionally I write shit down, but, yeah, lots and lots of trailers came out. It was like there was a trailer competition the past few days or something.
0: Yeah, I can't uh, I can't think of the other, any other ones besides those two.
2: There was a lot of fallouts from within the trailers, too. Uh, because... Uh, for instance, uh, the Batman versus Superman trailer, which I thought was epic. I, I understand how it, it can't compare to a Star Wars thing like that that occurred. Because probably not much in existence could. But the next best thing would be Batman. And we get a closer look at Batman. And out of that, pictures were released from the, Bat, or the Batman 75 year thing at Warner Brothers. There, there's like an actual exhibit there right now. So we got to see a bunch of close-up shots of Batfleck suit, and we got to see real-life shot, real color shot of Wonder Woman's outfit. Turns out it's a hell of a lot more comfortable than, or comfortable, a hell of a lot more colorful than anyone had anticipated. Mm. And it is, in fact, a bright red and a bright blue skirt, and looks very Wonder Woman when you see it in color. So that I was super stoked to see. But then everybody starts talking about this dark trailer, you know, and I saw a meme that explained it perfectly too. It's like fanboy logic, especially Marvel fanboy logic. You know, oh, you know, DC sucks. Why do they make all their movies dark and gritty and realistic and you know, try to take them serious and everything? That's stupid. They should make them lighthearted and cheesy and colorful and fun like Marvel movies, right? Then all of a sudden you get a Daredevil and they're all like this is how you do TV this is how you do superheroes all dark and gritty and this and that meanwhile The Flash and Arrow are not good TV shows apparently now because they're too funny and cheesy so they don't compare to Daredevil you know what I mean? which is unfair in its own because Daredevil is one of the greatest superhero things that has ever been put to film since Blade like did you see? I don't think you saw any of Daredevil did you?
0: i have not yet it
2: it's quite it's the, brilliant
0: i mean everybody says you know it's awesome and i should probably at least you know check out an episode or two it's just the character of daredevil himself just isn't appealing to me
2: this this will change the way it's oh josh it's done really well
0: <laughs>
2: you as a fight choreography fan will appreciate it i'm telling you like there's some cool shit in here you know what i mean like any dude would just be like okay that's cool because it's not all martial arts (laughs) kung fu like he was raised by a boxer right so it's like really like realistic kind of like you know guys don't just get hit and knocked out they get up again and keep fighting you know what i mean
0: i remember you're saying something like that
2: yeah so you know what i mean but you know it, it's really well shot it's really the, there's tons of character development it's just anybody you, you'd watch it not even as not even as a superhero show you would think it's really well made you know what i mean mm-hmm. so it's super duper rad for that i'm telling you but uh yeah so i was very excited about all those things all those wonderful trailers i hope you all saw them they're all up there Uh, Also, I hope you all enjoyed the Great Philadelphia Comic-Con Extravaganza 2015 Parts 1, 2, and 3. They're all available, of course, up there on the iTunes and the ElegantWeapon.ca. And there's the awesome uh, photo gallery from uh, that wonderful weekend. Cosplay, panels, all that fun stuff. So you can go there and you can check it out. So you went to StarFest. I did. And I went to the GTA Comic-Con. Was that last weekend? Yeah. Right?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. Uh, last Sunday in beautiful Burlington, Ontario, Canada. And I went there. And I was with Anthony Brett Gazer. Congratulations to whom, by the way, he has successfully funded the Kickstarter for The First Hero Volume 2 from Action Lab. Right on, Anthony. Congratulations, sir. That's super cool that you get to continue this dream that you have created. Um, But, yeah, so I went there, and I love this con. This con is super, super cool. It may be my favorite Comic-Con because it's a Comic-Con. But, actually, it's not a Comic-Con. Okay, the guy who puts on this show, right, He's, he's a toy guy. And he puts on, like, several toy shows throughout the year, right? And uh, so when he has his little Comic-Con, he has an entire hall of the Holiday Inn is just toys. Okay. So one room is comics and, like, kind of vendors and the celebrities. Another room is nothing but toys, and then the hallways are lined with like independent artists and you know comic people and then there's a cosplay cafe a cafe in like one of the like arboretum type areas you know mhm so yeah cuz there's not many cons where you go and there's like a, it's like a hardcore toy thing too right and uh he brings in the best of the best from the comics to the toys to the exhibitors he just it's local people but he only gets the best and all the best love to do it because I mean, I was watching this guy run. It's only a one-day little con. You know, he doesn't push his limits. He does little one- and two-day cons here, and he does a bunch of them. And and they just – he's got it like a well-oiled machine. He's also – like I saw him walking around, and he had this air of confidence just the way he was handling things. He was so laid back and nonchalant, right? I think his name's Steve. Yes. And uh, awesome job. But I found out he's also a wrestling guy, right? And he's promoted a lot of wrestling shows. And I guess once you've dealt with wrestlers, dealing with nerds is just a piece of cake, right? Mm. So just everything fell into line, and he has a fantastic show, the GTA Comic Con. If you're in the GTA, the greater Toronto area in any way, if you're even within an hour or two, come check it out next year. Uh, I hope he expands it to like two days, or maybe not. I don't know. Like Part of the charm is it that it's a small one-day Sunday con, you know? Mm-hmm. And the best just pack it in there. So I don't know. it's uh, I'd like to see it stay small, but maybe two days would be kind of cool, but really good stuff. So featured guest there was Mr. Zach Galligan of the Gremlins. That's Billy from the Gremlins, which uh, you know, everybody knows the Gremlins, of course, right? Because
0: mm-hmm.
2: it's the fucking Gremlins. That's my Christmas Eve movie is the Gremlins.
0: An awesome an awesome Christmas movie
2: yeah fantastic so
0: cheer and and actually surprisingly not a lot of christmas music which is why it's such a good christmas movie
2: that kind of makes sense there's a few in the background there. Though. there's a
0: few but they're in the background there's yeah. there's more screaming and, and whatnot in the foreground indeed indeed
2: uh, yeah, so I had a chat uh, He was at the table most of the time And it's not like they had a, a press Or anything like that Like I was there as a co-exhibitor Kind of with Anthony But it's not like they had an official press thing But Steve's cool And he never minds me uh, jumping in there So I asked Mr. Zaligan for a few minutes I said, Mr. Zaligan That's what I just said Do you hear that? Did you catch that, kids?
0: Mm. Who
2: is so stoned that they didn't catch me Say Mr. Zaligan? And who is so not stoned that they caught it?
0: I, I, I hope
2: for all your sakes that you didn't catch it. <laughs> Mr. Zach Galligan offered a few... Well, I, he didn't offer. I, I asked, and he said yes. So sit back and relax. I think it's like 10 minutes or some kind of shit. Probably not even. But uh, it's a nice, fun, really fun, quick little chat. On review with Mr. Zach Galligan of the Gremlins. Please enjoy this. We shall return momentarily. Uh, I'm sitting here with Mr. Zach Galligan of the Gremlins. There you go. Uh, Welcome to Burlington, Ontario. Thank you. (laughs) Have you been on the convention circuit long?
1: Oh, well, I've been doing conventions, I mean, on and off since the early 90s. So I've seen the entire thing grow from from kind of, to be honest, smaller shows like this to really a big, big business. You know, shows like Salt, uh, Salt Lake City Comic Con where... You have, you know, over a three-day period, you have 90,000 people in the Saul Palace. Yeah. And that's a lot of people. Um, yeah, so it's really just grown exponentially over the last seven or eight years. Have you been
2: up north much, like to the Toronto area?
1: Uh, I have, as an actor, filming. This is my first time, actually, I think, ever doing a convention in uh, in Canada, yeah. Okay, cool. Yeah.
2: Is uh, The is actually a really, really good example for that because we're so rich with cons. You've got, like this kind of level thing all the way up to Fan Expo, you know, so it feels like something's going on every weekend, you know. Yeah. Uh, I was actually a bit of a Gremlins theme. I was in Philly last weekend for the Great Philadelphia Comic Con, Uh and I got to host the panel with Mark Dodson, Uh uh, one of the voices of the Gremlins, so uh, that was really fun to kind of hear his uh, outlook on the whole situation. Uh Uh-huh. I was a young kid in the 80s. And as with every other young boy in the 80s, uh, we would have killed to have our own mogwai. Uh-huh. And you got to be the envy of all of us. Correct. W- was it as fun as you would think The Gremlins was to film, or was it a lot of hard work, too? Was there a balance there? Uh,
1: I think it was probably a little bit of both, but it was mostly pretty fun. I mean, it was pretty stressful the first couple of weeks because you're thinking as an actor, like, you know, you're you're nervous about whether or not maybe you're fired or whether you know what you're doing or... You know, maybe I wasn't one of those 19-year-olds that was super cocky and thought, oh, I got this. I know everything. You know, I, I was nervous. But then basically after two or three weeks, you can kind of tell that they're happy with what you're doing and that the dailies are turning out good and, and that they just are pleased with everything. So then you start to relax after the first couple of weeks and really just start to enjoy yourself and and have, have fun for the for the rest of the show. So,
2: well, that's good. Yeah. I mean, there must have been a lot of buzz going into it with the people involved in making this movie. Did, did you feel any um, kind of pressure? There with-
1: wasn't that much buzz because we couldn't really talk about it. They, they didn't, you know, you know how it is when they have these movies and they want everything to be under wraps. So you're sort of like, what you're doing is almost kind of like a secret. So I think it's a lot less, you know, it's not like doing the, Star Wars movie where the second you get cast, everybody knows you're doing the yeah. Star Wars movie, even though they don't know maybe the details of the script. They know you're doing it. Um, I was an unknown actor too, so people weren't really bombarding me with anything. It was kind of a, kind of a, like a well-kept secret which, which in retrospect was really really nice because um, I think if there was like a lot of pre-publicity, I think it might have spooked me a little bit.
2: Yeah, pressure. They, yeah, they do have to deal with that a lot. Eh? A new actor gets a new role.
1: Yeah, everyone's it's... like, oh, you're going to be Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah. Let's see how you stack up. My feeling, I, that would, I wouldn't I would like that. I'd rather just go and do Spider-Man and then have people judge it when they came out rather than everybody you know is writing critical articles about you yeah. before you've even done anything. Remember what they said about Ben Affleck doing Batman? Absolutely, I mean, they yeah. basically piled on and it's like dude you haven't even seen the guy you give him a chance you haven't seen a frame yet of what. you haven't even seen a picture of him in costume and you're beating the guy and he's
2: up and like an Oscar winner like. yeah totally <laughs> you know benefit of the doubt it was such a great time in the 80s Then, with so much original content coming out things like the gremlins and the Goonies and all these original stories absolutely and nowadays you know I I guess because all the kids who were kids then are in charge of making the movies these days it's all about the reboots and the remakes yeah what do you think about that do you you enjoy revisiting things from the 80s and that people are kind of rehashing a lot of that stuff
1: well you know I mean it depends some things should be remade some things should be left alone I mean I don't think you should remake the Godfather what's the point of that why should you remake you know why remake the Wizard of Oz when something's really good, like a classic, like don't remake Casablanca. It's just gonna be, it's gonna pale. <laughs> yeah. Certain things you can't remake. You know what they really should be remaking is movies the first time that they did that. You know, kind of missed the mark a little bit. Um, perfect example is the Mark Wahlberg movie they just did, The Gambler. Like that's something that was like the execution the first time was interesting. Kind of hit or miss, so that's a movie you want to remake. But don't remake the movies that were perfectly done the first time around. Yeah. That's just counterintuitive. I
2: guess the technology now nowadays it kind of it makes it almost too easy. Like yeah, so yeah, because you know it wouldn't be the same if you had a bunch of CGI Gremlins running around. It wouldn't have
1: a, the same texture to it. The same no, it wouldn't. And and I think that's why you know uh, you know Joe Dante's sort of been fighting the CGI thing for. For about a decade now So So yeah You know well, I think there's probably A room for compromise You know You can do Gizmo With practical effects But uh, You know In the Gremlin CGI But I don't think You can do everything CGI I think it's just not gonna It's not gonna feel yeah. the same
2: Well I like a lot of the masters Are coming out now Like JJ and Guillermo Where they combine the two They're starting to realize That's the most That's the best way to do it Is maybe have a practical effect Clean it up with some digital You know Just give it a little bit Of a punch But you know, to the actual feeling. And, and, and it, it begged to more artistry back in the day. You had Your lighting had to be more on, you know, your actual yeah. physical setups, you know. Sure. Were there long setups in The Gremlins? Like, do you remember the oh, days yes. of waiting, I suppose? Oh, for, sure. For,
1: well, you know, on every movie set, there's a ton of waiting. In fact, one of the things, you know, an old actor saying, I, I've heard it attributed to John Candy, but I don't know if it's, uh, which is Canadian actor. We'll,
2: we'll be proud if it is. Yeah,
1: <laughs> but he said, they don't pay me to act, they pay me to wait. And, and, what, and, and when I, I first heard that I was like I don't really understand what he means but what he really means is the acting is the short fun part of shooting you probably only sh- actually act in front of the camera maybe two hours a day and then the other ten hours you're waiting around for them to move lights and fix things and tweak things and fix your makeup and your hair and everything so that everything looks perfect so really yeah they, w- w- they, they do kind of do kind of pay you to wait, so right, right. there you go. Are
2: you still teaching these days? I know you. Were, sure, still yeah. teaching,
1: still acting, still doing everything.
2: Mm-hmm. The teaching must be fun, hey? especially with. Well,
1: you know, I mean, it's just a, it's just a way to to give back to young kids what I've learned over thirty five years, you know, and what uh, it's like acting for the camera and stuff like that. So. So that's great, and, and it beats uh, waiting tables, which thankfully is something I've, I've never had to do. So
2: oh, very nice, you skip that yeah, whole cliche, skipped eh? that whole thing. <laughs>
1: I was like, yeah, I'm not too big fan of that. So that's super exciting. Yeah.
2: Um, well, I don't want to take up too much of your time. Here. Sure, I really appreciate you uh, of spending a few minutes with us. No Just I have to let you know. Every Christmas Eve in my house with my children, it's Gremlins. Great. That is our Christmas movie. Excellent. Every Christmas Eve, I just I wouldn't feel right without it. Cool. And uh, you know, but thank you very much again. That was Mr. Zach Galligan of the Gremlins. Seeing as we just, like, uh, there was, like, two seconds in between me saying that intro and outro, because, obviously, I'm going to cut that interview in later. Josh didn't actually get to hear it yet, but uh, I think you'll enjoy it.
0: Yeah, I'll have to, uh, this is weird <laughs> to say that on a podcast, but I will listen
2: to it. <laughs> Isn't it odd? <laughs> oh, it's been a while since we pulled back that curtain, right?
0: Yeah, it has been.
2: I would like to thank Christy Carlson Romano. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. She's the voice of Kim Possible. oh uh, yes. And she was part two of our PhillyCon extravaganza. Um, there are a lot of Kim Possible fans out there. Thank you for tuning in. Uh, I hope you've come back. If any of you have come back from that wildly successful Christie Carlson Romano live panel podcast uh welcome back um yeah we're not exclusively live panel voiceover podcast but uh if you've come back i hope you're enjoying the show (laughs) but that was a very wildly successful episode so i'm really really glad that all you fans enjoyed that because she was wonderful she's fantastic fun super super cool she even followed me on the twitter totally
0: yeah totally dude (laughs)
2: But, uh, yeah, so that's been super, super duper cool. Uh, what else is going on? I think I finally got a weekend coming up that doesn't have a Comic-Con in it.
0: That's um, that's good. I'm sure the family would appreciate that.
2: They they probably would. Um, but very soon, what, I got two or three weeks? Is it three weeks? Two weeks? Two and a half weeks? Heading out to Motor City Comic-Con in Nova, Michigan there the beautiful suburban showplace collection theater exhibit thing. Um, (laughs) (laughs) And then the week after that, I'm flying out to Denver, Colorado, where I'm going to get off a plane and probably pass out flat on my face.
0: (laughs) Perhaps. And that could be because I'm going to get you really high or that there's no air here.
2: It could be. It's. Uh, it's. It's. I think it'll be a little from column A, a little from column B, and then a little from column C. That I'll have not had a cigarette in three and a half hours, and I'll be like, ma.
0: Uh, that'd be your perfect time to quit.
2: Uh, yeah. Right. That'd be the time to bring on the rage, when <laughs> I first meet you. Would <laughs> <It's a> <laughs> you like. love to first meet me face to face when I'm just nicking the fuck out like pure Hulk mode? <laughs>
0: <laughs> Give me a cigarette.
2: Uh, that's, uh, that's hilarity ensuing. (coughs) Um, um, yeah, so, uh, I think that's really all I have to say about this glorious week here, uh, that I had. Uh, anything else interesting you can think of there, Mr. El Haquez?
0: Hmm, tune in to two days later and find out.
2: Yeah, that'd be a good idea. That's what's gonna happen. You wanna know what happens after this? An Elegant Weapon after Doc, head over to 2Js later. And uh, we'll see you over there, uh, across the great Beyond. beyond. Uh, but that's all we're going to have uh, this week on An Elegant Weapon. We'll see you next week, kids. Takarish.